0: Talk podcast the media dot com. join some jizz ju- <laughs> <Juice> today. <laughs> <laughs> We're professionals, so I'm leaving it in. I like it. Uh, joining me today is TJ. I'm TJ. It's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. You
1: know, you can tell it's, I'm a movie. I'm on a movie podcast. When I uh, pull up Safari on my
0: phone, it's Oz Perkins, Legally Blonde images. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so today, TJ and I are going to talk a very truncated watch list um, I don't know if you've got any breezy, but Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there There's, We can delete pauses We'll have adults telling us what to do this week <laughs> And then we're going to talk about what we think you should watch next week uh, Oh yeah I think it's an exciting weekend next yeah, week should be But anyway, let me get my watch list out of the way I watched nothing Nice yeah, I, I didn't watch, I watched more Lost in Space, which I've talked about. I watched, um, I didn't talk to you about it, really, since I've gotten deeper in the season. I watched the first two episodes. It it takes a while, and I think I just watched the best episode, and it was episode seven. Okay. So, other than that, it's a kid show. Um, cast is a little annoying at times. Yeah. The, the
1: parents are a little annoying at times. Yes the kids are uh, fun. yeah and Parker Posey's fun. right but the kids are Parker Posey's introduction in the second episode I think maybe I've watched three or four but her introduction is cool yeah that's fun yeah and her, I like her tricking everybody on earth or wherever they
0: are yeah oh so you saw the her backstory how yeah. she got to the Resolute yeah that's really cool um and I didn't know watching it because I'm not like a big Lost in Space fan because I'm not a hundred years old um, <laughs> that Don West the guy that she's with in the very beginning is like Major Don West like a, a huge character in, I didn't know that either like that's Matt LeBlanc's character in I believe it's Matt LeBlanc's character in the, yeah, the, the I watched, new movie I watched that movie once but I was a yeah. kid yeah I don't remember anything about it except I remember at the time being like Gary Oldman's a good villain and I wasn't wrong um, <laughs> you nailed that yeah uh, but that's pretty much it I've been watching like a few like YouTube series nothing really groundbreaking oh I haven't talked about it yet I do want to mention this I've been watching a show it's on Viceland now uh, it's like a late night talk show it's Jesus uh, and Mero okay um, it's a guy it's these two guys from Brooklyn uh, working for Vice Magazine and they uh, have been doing a talk show for I think like four years it used to be on MTV2 Um, back when that still had, like, some air about it, and now that Vice is basically what MTV wishes it could be. Um, it's, it's on there, and it's cool, it's kind of like a, you know, weird news of the day, and then they have a guest on for, like, 20 minutes. Um, it's a cool format, because, like, you know, it's not like, bit, 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 interview for five minutes, interview for ten minutes, song. It's like, they do, like, a... 15 minute rundown of like weird shit going on in the news and like weird viral videos and they like react to them live. So it's kind of feeding off that YouTube energy of like reaction videos. That sounds fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, like 15, 20 minutes with a guest. Um, Hmm. but it's, it's really good. They're, they're both really, really great reactors to weird shit. Um, you know, there's lots of weird political ads going on right now. And they're just—they've got really good, like, hot takes on it. Um, so I've been watching lots of Deez and Zamaro. That's some that, great local political ads lately. Yeah,
1: fuck, dude. It's I like, laughed so hard at uh... Brian Kemp. Yeah. Oh my god, me and Cassandra watched it like four times last night.
0: Threatening that boy with a shotgun? Uh,
1: not that actually. <laughs> the other one. Have you seen the other one? No. Oh my god, dude. Uh, I forget. It's all like pun related. Yeah. It's politics. I mean. You're not going to know if we're Republican or Democrat. I'm sure you do know. But this is dumb either way. But no, yeah. Like, super horrible effects of a bomb going off in a field behind him. And I forget the pun that he uses, but like, I'll explode into Washington or something. It's <laughs> ready for senator, but something like that. Yeah. Um, there's one he wants to chainsaw regulations and he just starts this big chainsaw and holds it. <laughs> Uh, but the best one is, I drive a big truck, I'll round up illegals myself. That's right, I just said
0: that. <laughs> it's like, what? Cassandra was like, great, you can fit like four of them in there. <laughs> uh, I really like the one, there's a guy who's running against Mitch McConnell for the Republican primary. And Jesus Amaro did a bit about it, because he like, he starts out his ad by going, Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell. Says that he like wait 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 wait, yeah. and he goes through and he's like, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and his China person family,
1: <laughs>
0: and, and so the guys are just like, Jesus uh, is just like that's like one of those racial slurs where like you have two words that like you don't even you don't even have enough hate to put them together in your head to know that that's a racial slur you can use, but that's funny. I recommend Jesus and Marrow. It's really fun, and there's like there's just like a like a of it on fucking youtube i'm sure i just like hit play kept working and yeah just like i was laughing out loud to it in my office one thing we can talk
1: about while we're kind of segwaying while we're talking about shit we normally don't talk about um i think maybe like the biggest music video to hit in years oh yeah this week yeah that's uh and it's good it's a good little short film
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly it's a fantastic a song like at work i'll put it on because it's like it's it's it slaps. We're like, talking about a childish Gambino, you know, This is America, by the way. If yeah. you haven't, it's, it's you gotta watch the video. Go
1: watch it. The song is badass. The video is great.
0: But, yeah, but I, I like I love the music. Yeah, like like minus the message in the video, it's still the same message in the song. Right. But like that is that is just like that's a banger. Yeah. Uh, but the video is is really crazy. It is great. Yeah. It is so good. I've watched it so many times. It's it's probably salaried like a dozen BuzzFeed writers. Just like here are Ten Things You Missed, and just can't be. Well, it's funny. Is, is like
1: when it first came out, like hours later on social media, everybody was like, "You need to like look at the background of this video." And I would go start again, full intention of looking at the background, and then I just keep looking at Donald Glover dancing. I'm like, "Man, I wish I wish I had those Donald Glover moves. They're not even
0: like that impressive. Yeah, they're just really fun. It reminds it like he's having a blast. Reminds me of Get Him to the Greek when Russell Brand is asking the uh, the, the African drummer." what the words are to the song he goes I don't know I just play the drums and make Africa face cause Donald Glover's got that like weird like grin on his face yeah. for a lot of it uh but yes. yeah was, this is a really good video we, we discussed on our slack chat about like if I were Donald Glover I would throw that throw it in a the theater throw it in a the theater make it Oscar eligible cause there's people who would like jump at the opportunity to give yeah. this man an Oscar yeah, it's got all kinds of... I mean,
1: me and Cassandra, who have for years have said Justin Timberlake is the greatest living American, he's got serious competition on yeah. Donald Glover right now. Um, I mean, uh, SML last week, uh, he played This Is American. He also played a song that hadn't hit anywhere else yet called Saturday, which is like Party Summer Jam. Yeah. It's an awesome song, too. Uh, so yeah, he's... <laughs> look out for this guy, Donald Glover. He's been around for like a decade. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's but I mean Redbone was badass. Yeah, it was a phenomenon. Yeah, so if this is anything, I mean, song's supposed to debut it by the time this comes out, we'll know. But tomorrow is supposed to debut it, number one at the
0: Hot 100. That's something that's done every few years. Yeah, I think I think it had one of the fastest. I think it's at. I think it was at like a few. I think like maybe like 500 million views. And I think it's the fastest song to hit 500 million views. Yeah, because he did it. There was no, like, it was never happened. He it was just like, it. He was bop, like, I'm on SNL, out. and now it's out.
1: Yeah. He used SNL to launch it, and he wasn't even talking
0: about it. I mean, no, no, a new album was coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, people, it, like, the timeline was right for a new one to come out, but, like, you it's know. been, like, two years, I think. Yeah, people would, like, you know, would joke around in interviews, like, hey, when's the next Gambino coming out? And he wouldn't ever give, like, a definitive answer.
1: It's the right time, but it's also somebody who's made an Emmy Award-winning TV show in that time, two seasons. Yeah. Fucking in a movie that's gonna make 300 million dollars yeah and I mean what else much yeah. other shit he's been in other movies
0: yeah and it's it's funny he he, he was talking really highly about his uh, his SNL thing cause uh, it was a great episode of SNL too he's hilarious obviously yeah I was, I was listening to uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast of all places which is not a normal place people go to hear conversations about Donald Glover or SNL but there's a guy who was like I've watched every episode of SNL like period I've watched every episode. I think that's going to be like one of the greatest. It's definitely... The, the past two episodes of SNL... Um, Mulaney and Glover. The one
1: before this with John Mulaney were both the best of the season for me so far. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense with, with Don Glover. He's the man right now. He's, He's a, a renaissance man. Genius, yeah. So that makes sense. And uh, it makes sense with Mulaney too. He was a writer at SNL.
0: Yeah, he knows the formula backwards and forwards. He knows his it.
1: way around there. So that whole you know, Sunday to Wednesday of... Feeling it out there for the first time is irrelevant. Yeah, I
0: loved uh, uh, Mulaney on Seth Meyers after he did. Because Seth Meyers has, like, SNL people on all the time. Yeah. Um, and asked them about SNL, about skits and stuff. Uh, Mulaney was on afterwards, and he was like, so uh, you guys did a piece with Keenan as a lobster in a diner. Tell me about that. He was like, I wrote that skit back in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of those skits that he just, like, pitched where they were like, huh, alright, and it, then just never made.
1: As good as the Glover episode was, a full episode, that was the winning skit of the year. The lobster skit was phenomenal. Oh my god. And it kept going. Yeah. And it was, it's the thing that SNL fucks up on some, and this is the case for every year SNL's been on TV, is they don't know when to cut off a joke and sometimes it gets boring at the end of a skit. Yeah. But they kept adding layers to that and it kept being hilarious. Yeah.
0: That whole episode had just so much and then moments. The past three episodes have <laughs> had a lot of and then moments. Because I, I do... My favorite skit of the year so far is the uh, old man in the wheelchair. Yeah, was really the, good. the dinner party one. Yeah. Because it's just like, they just keep... Like, the, all of the plus ones that they add for, like, ridiculous shit or, like, jokes to a skit work. Yeah. Um, did you see the the Cut for Time uh, skit from uh, the Donald Glover episode? No. They do a The Other Cavaliers. And it's, it's like an ESPN <laughs> promo but it's like it starts out with like Don Glover who's like like you know fake name he's like like I'm always there for LeBron when he makes a free throw to give him a high five (laughs) (laughs) like Beck Bennett is like uh, like like, my specialty is the pick and roll I go to the laundromat pick up his dry cleaner and drop him off at LeBron's house like, yeah, that's great yeah and it just like kept going up like Pete Davidson was something ridiculous he was like and I exclusively play in blue jeans <laughs> <laughs> that's but yeah SNL's been really good this season I think or at least
1: the last like few episodes it's picked up it was it was a rough go there for a little while and it's next week is gonna be phenomenal Tina Fey's hosting yeah it'll be great yeah um, she's also gonna be in
0: the David Letterman Netflix show Oh, cool! She's, she's gonna a nice, be in a she's a nice guest. My next guest needs no introduction. My guest needs no introduction. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the uh, the Malala Yousufzai, and I didn't see um, Jay Z. Jay Z. They're both phenomenal. I saw clips from the Jay Z stuff, and it's it's really funny how how I, I don't know if Letterman knows that the questions that he's asking are like particularly biting. I just don't think he gives it. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a bajillionaire now. Right. And I mean, he obviously spends his time doing research. He was like, always good at that. Yeah. He was
1: always great with guests.
0: I mean, re- even when we had like John McCain on or Bill Clinton on or whoever. Yeah. It was great. He was always really good at breaking down that like Hollywood veneer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, the SNL thing drove me down a weird path where I saw some of, you know, like my two interests collide. I saw back on the old Norm Macdonald Sports Show on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. One of Kyle Mooney's first like TV gigs, nice, was a uh, uh, forget his name, but it's like my nephew Josh, and it would be like you know he'd be like, be like well you know my sister really wanted me to get Josh in a skit or like working here, he really wants to work in broadcast, so um so here's something he filmed and it's like it's him doing the Kyle Mooney interview thing, yeah. Where he's Super like he's standing at yeah. standing like with a crowd of people at they going, hey, did "You slam a bama, right?" <laughs> First of be <laughs> like, "Slam a but anyway, that's not thing that I watched because that's what we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> things that we watch. What, what podcast? Oh no, <laughs> Kyle Mooney's funny. David Letterman's funny. They're all funny. <laughs> yeah. I love late night shows. This week we're gonna list funny things. <laughs> <laughs> Farts. <laughs> Dogs with socks on. <laughs> Dogs with gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> on their hands. On their uh, hand faces. And for our main topic next week, we're going to talk about <laughs> the difference between a dog with socks and a dog with gloves. Are their paws hands or are their paws feet? Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely no one. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't play anything else. I didn't watch any TV. Yeah, we, we can talk about Survivor. I watched Survivor. Yeah. Um, but Let me hammer out these three movies I watched right quick. Yeah. I was going to make you send me the movies you watched beforehand because I didn't watch anything, but we talked enough about how good SNL's been that I'm like not, not worried about it. I've also seen two of these are rewatches for me, and I,
1: I bet you've seen one, maybe two of them. Um, one of them in 2011, the oldest one I watched, uh, Rewatched and it. I loved it the first time, and I just kind of put it on at work, and then I ended up actually paying attention to it, which is a bad work movie. <laughs> but uh, Source Code? Have you seen Source Code? I haven't. I have not seen it's Source Code. really good. Yeah. And I would... Not to compare them, just because of the time loop thing, but I think it's way better than Edge of Tomorrow or Live I yeah. Repeat, whatever they call it now. Yeah, um, that's because that's what he gets compared against all the time, and uh, it's really good. Jake Gyllenhaal and who I who I love and um, Emily Blunt. No, uh, she's in The Edge of Tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Fine, uh, it's Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. Who I she, don't like. I, she's, she's one of the people who, when we were talking to the other day, you're like, she's just somebody who I just don't like just her. don't like her. Don't like don't her face. I don't like her acting. But the only, there are two other people in the movie you would know.
1: One is Vera Farmiga. Mm-hmm. And the other is, um, I can't remember his name now. It's uh Oh, I know that guy. It's the guy who played... Um, oh, he is at Westworld. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know that guy's name.
0: Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, that's right. Oh, yeah. He... People, if you don't know him from that, he's Dr. Narcisse from Boardwalk Empire. He's okay. That's a big role for him, too. Um, so, Jeffrey Wright plays the guy who makes Source Code,
1: which is a thing that lets... Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Source Code. It's a thing that will let people who are dead, they can kind of wake up their brain and send them to a place in time. They're not altering history, but they can give them... Information. Information about what happens so they can get catch the bad guy yeah. who did the thing that's already happened.
0: Yeah, and from what I remember, it's Jake Jails is going back to identify the person who blew up a train. Yes. Yeah. He's on the train. He's going to die. Uh-huh. Right. right. And that. So he relives that,
1: and it's like six minutes. Yeah. So you see it, you know, twenty times. Um, but it's really good. It's kind of like a little mystery thriller too. Is there are all these
0: characters on the train weird character actors so so can when he goes back can he change what he did like how? Like his physicality or is he it is just the same like, guy every time right he's the same guy every time but does his perception of events change and that's it or does like instead of running to the back of the train he runs to the front of the train now he knows that he's been there before right so he can do whatever he wants to at this time okay so, oh so one- he's just he's, he's, he's playing through the memory
1: yes okay okay yep yeah. Okay. So, and even like there's one where he tries to get off the train with Michelle Monaghan, his love interest. Yeah. Throughout the movie. But it's got to be all blank. Like, no, it's not. It goes off and it's fine, but he like trips and falls on a train track and dies. Okay. So, like, there's something in there stopping him. Right. So he's made to believe anyway.
0: Yeah. I hear that there's like a crazy. I've seen a graph of somebody making the, uh, like, the understanding timeline. And it gets like weird with. The narrative. It loses itself at the end a little.
1: Yeah. I still gave it four out of five stars. Nice. It was really good. Um, It's also like a hundred minute action movie. Yeah. So that's right up my alley. But no, it was really good. Vera Farmiga plays his source within the military base. Okay. The one telling him, like, this is what's going on. This is your name. All that kind of stuff. But it does some interesting stuff, too. There's a really cool part where he's in this, like, uh, room black room and he's got a TV where he can see Vera Formiga, and that's where he like wakes up yeah. from the memory and that's where he goes back um, but it is thing like that's your body making sense of this all and they finally show his body and it's real gruesome but it's just like his chest up huh? and he's been like blown to shit and yeah. Iraq or whatever he's a marine in the movie but I highly recommend Source Code it's on Netflix I think now cool. really good I should give that a watch I watched another horrible movie <laughs> but it was another 90 minute action movie so I was hopeful uh, it's found footage it's called Into the Storm huh do you remember this when it came out a couple no. years ago uh, more more details maybe Lori the lead is uh, Lori from Walking Dead I can't remember her name uh, Rick's wife in the first few seasons It's
0: not right uh, Sarah Wayne Callies yes that's her name uh, Matt oh. Walsh is also in it I don't know why I was going to say Jessica Hamby <laughs> <laughs> I'm unconvinced that's a real person <laughs> But that was my brain's first go to it. We're in my office again, so if you hear my keyboard, I'm <laughs> either pulling up porn because Jessica Handy's in porn, or I'm just typing someone's name randomly. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Hey, it came up. This is so irrelevant. True Blood. <laughs> it's the fictional name of, <laughs> of Deborah Ann Wall's character from True Blood. You dope. So, Into the Storm is a movie about storm chasers. Why is that in there? <laughs> There's so
1: much room in there for other stuff. Uh, so, Sarah McCallus plays a character who uh, is like the, I went to MIT and I care about storm chasing for the right reasons. And Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh is like, I just want to make money and being a documentarian. So he's got like a big tank yeah. and he drives around and this tornado hits this town in, I don't know, the Midwest. And
0: uh <laughs> Is this a sequel to Twister? No, it's film so, footage. Okay. It's all
1: like being filmed by a kid at the okay. high school. Um, it's just fucking awful, man. Okay. It's so bad. And like not even like I can point out all these scenes that were hilarious. It's just like, oh, you you thought about making a movie but then you just like made forty scenes and this is what <laughs> happened them together. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. And I love Matt Walsh, so I felt bad. <laughs> But he's particularly bad in this movie. Okay, he didn't have anything to work with. I mean, there's just nothing. It's a tornado comes and then some people die and some people don't. Like you don't really care about any of the characters. There's a kid who gets locked in a basement with like the school hot girl. Yeah. And he saves her, I think. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: guess, I didn't even watch this one at work. I said I don't watch this movie. It's I guess, awful. I guess the big difference between a movie like that and a movie like Cloverfield. Cloverfield's the same way. You don't really care about the characters because the interesting thing is the thing that's devastating the city and the mystery behind it. But like with this, like oh tornado, yeah, we <laughs> figured a, it out. My letterbox review is uh,
1: there was one tornado where uh, like it sucked up a like a gas tank that was on fire, and I was like the fire tornado was pretty cool. <laughs> Should have fought an ice tornado or an air tornado. What would you call an air tornado? <laughs> Just a
0: tornado. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think that's what tornadoes
0: are. Uh, there was a series of movies called Nuclear Tornado. <laughs> and I remember after uh, the reactor meltdown at uh, Atomic Twister, my bad. <laughs> 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 but, like, really? Nuclear Tornado, Atomic Twister, same does it, thing. So does it have, like, does it have a warhead in it <laughs> It's got basically like oh, a, it hits a nuclear power plant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was like talk about this movie around when the Fukushima disaster happened and the tsunami hit uh, Japan uh-huh. because it's like you know it was a tsunami, so there's like gale force winds, and they're like this could become a nuclear tornado. And I remember this fucking movie like seeing it like on a sick day. <laughs> this, <laughs> this cast is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Mark Paul Gossler,
1: otherwise known as Zach Morris, uh, Corbin Burnson. <laughs> major league and the dentist and psych yeah. and a multi gold medal Olympic athlete Carl Lutz
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's someone who defeats Atomic Twister <laughs> he just competes in the long jump this is this is another one of those fantastic things on, on Wikipedia where like or not on Wikipedia but like on rating websites where it's a, rightfully a 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb a little generous <laughs> if you ask me but 92% of Google users liked this movie There's no prerequisite that you've seen it. They just like it. And and 92% of Google users said like six and a half billion people like this (laughs) movie. Yeah, but uh, anyway, you watched a shitty movie about tornadoes.
1: No, this is more interesting. (laughs) Atomic Twister. I'm going to
0: sign this for homework one day. I think there were sequels to this.
1: Talk of fame.
0: Talk of fame. (laughs) Uh, Is this based on true story? please go no it. <laughs> it says it revolves around a series of trainers that damaged nuclear reactor in a small town in Tennessee and then although something happened in real life and this appears to be inspiration no resemblance to the actual <laughs> events <laughs> Zach Morris was not present yeah Zach Morris Christmas. looks like modern day uh, Sixth Sense kid Haley he Joel Osment Haley Joel Osment, yeah
1: man this film was like not long after the college years <laughs> yeah it's
0: like early aughts yeah I didn't know there were two A's in Goss. Anyway. Gossalar?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, don't watch Into the Storm. Do watch (laughs) Atomic Twister. Twister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. TV movie. I'm going to look it up. I'll tell you guys where you can watch it if you're interested. It's a
1: TBS original, so to be sure it's streaming somewhere.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. You can watch
1: it on (laughs) Epic. Oh, wait. No, they don't. They don't acknowledge its existence.
0: Oh, there is the movie, the 2015 movie Fire Twister. Fire Twister. There's F6... Oh, that's not even the name of it. F6
1: Twister... Christmas Twister?
0: Also, F6... Uh, that's off the Fujita scale. You dumbass... Also, Atomic Falafel is a movie that looks like a ripoff of Little Miss Sunshine. (laughs) Or Chef. Both. Unclear. Sorry, I've derailed this with my ability to access the internet in public settings. Oh,
1: man... So yeah, I watched Short Skate. It was really good. I watched End of the Storm. It was really bad. And then today I watched a movie that was right in the middle. I think Brent really liked it. I think he's the only one who saw it last year. It was filmed in Brent's hometown. Um, but it's a Tom Cruise movie called American Made. Um, it is the... Loosely based on a real story. Uh, Barry Seal, who ran... Um, what's the name of the cartel Pablo Escobar started when he was young? Medellin. Yeah. Uh, he flew drugs for them, pretty much. And then yeah, yeah. got caught by the FBI, CIA, DA, all that. They all caught him for breaking all kinds of laws. He was actually dumping bags of coke into the Louisiana swamps and having people pick him up there. That's how he wasn't getting caught for so long, because he wouldn't land him with fucking yeah, 50 pounds of coke on his little plane. But um, he got caught. Then they hired him to go take pictures of the cartel folk. He did that. Um the government kind of fucked him over probably and showed all the pictures from his plane. Yeah. And he was assassinated shortly after that by the cartel in all likelihood.
0: What's the name of the real guy?
1: Uh Barry Seal. I think I think that
0: character is in Narcos. He does.
1: He appears in one episode of Narcos.
0: Season yeah. One episode four, I think. Yeah. They do like a breakdown of like how they're actually trafficking. Yeah. And they're like, and this guy, everybody loved him. Like he, apparently he was just like Mr. Charisma. He was the guy. Apparently the from what I read, not in
1: the movie as much, but uh, the only one who was like iffy on him from the get go was Escobar. Yeah. But the other two guys that were big at the time, one of them's still alive and he's forget his name. That's the guy that Johnny Depp character. Oka
0: huh Oka?
1: Oka? mm mm-hmm. Anyway, he, um... He was... Columbia did this thing in the early 90s where they were like... If the cartel turned themselves in, they would get... Like, they would reduce sentencing. Yeah. Uh, and he did. He turned himself in. He served, like, 15 years and then he got out. And he's, like, a teacher now or something? Columbia? Cool. I don't know. Um... But yeah, the movie is really good. It's a fucking Tom Cruise action movie, man. Yeah. He's just like as batshit crazy as he can be. He's great at fucking making fun
0: movies. Yeah, as terrible as the movie, like Night and Day, is, it's still like a ton of fun. It's a it's, hoot. Yeah, yeah. I had fun watching it. I've seen, I've seen it multiple times. Uh, one of the movies that I'm most anticipating is the New Mission Impossible. They're always, I was telling Cass in the theater, we were the only
1: people in there watching some movie. And I was like, man, those movies are always great.
0: Yeah, that trailer just hits. Yeah. Like, the way... I'm a sucker for taking a classic theme and, like, very subtly... Well, not subtly, but, like, really, really kind of breaking it down to its component parts. And then, like, you realize at the end, like, the first solo trailers, where, like, they were slowly and kind of, like, off-key playing the main Star Wars theme. Mm -hmm. And then, like... Finally, as they start showing more action, it speeds up, it kind of pitches right, and then it's like, bang, hits the Star Wars theme, and it's like, fuck. Like, that music is so effective. Yeah. And like, same with like that Mission Impossible trailer. They did also, that the, uh, really good in the Jurassic World trailers, the first one that came out. Yeah. Where they had
1: the, they didn't resolve the score. Yeah. They would just go, it was go, ba And that was it. It was like... <laughs> yeah. I have to see the movie because I have to hear that last note <laughs> yeah
0: I mean people talk about McDonald's and what they did with the da 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 yeah like because it was just like brilliant marketing because you can't get that fucking earworm out of your head but yeah so Tom Cruise I don't doubt that this is a great action movie yeah no it's fun
1: um I think I put it at three and a half right around there it's it's fun it gets a little loose because it spans like 12 years huh so they don't do a great job of they put up time cards, but you kind of forget yeah, what the last one you saw was. Yeah, and it's kind of irrelevant. Um, there are some really funny moments. Uh, he hires other pilots. They're played by actors that you don't know the name of, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. Um it tells the story of the drug Cartel to some extent, which is, you know, neat. Yeah. Um, it's weird that, from what I read, they do a great job of, like, a lot of those guys, maybe not Escobar, because he was kind of, like, OCD about... The business. Yeah. But a lot of them were like, it wasn't a full-time job. No. We just made a p- bunch of fucking money, but like, I didn't have to work, but I took my kids to school and I spent a lot of time with my family. I wasn't at, like, one of the things they got wrong, apparently, is like, besides Escobar, the other guys, like, never put Coco on a plane. They were just like, they just hired people to do it. Yeah. Paid people the right amount of money and kill people when they fucked them over.
0: pretty yeah. much. That's what I really liked about the first season of Narcos, <laughs> is it shows like Pablo Escobar, like, Pablo Escobar was like... He wanted to be with his family all the time. Yeah, like he he you know wanted to be with his kid. He wanted to be with his wife. Who his wife changed, but he had, he had mistresses. But like the whole idea of like like I'm in the game. I need to grind it out. Like no, he didn't. Like there was none of that. Yeah, he was like he was in it for the business part of it. Like it paid for his lifestyle. Another thing Barry still did work for the CIA
1: is armed the Contras. Okay, he. uh... <laughs> They hired him, supposedly, to deliver guns. I mean, obviously, this is something Barry still says. And the CIA is just going to deny forever. Right. But, um, yeah, the, he ran AKs to the Contras. Hmm. Like, in the 70s and early 80s. Like, way before the Iranian Contra crisis. Yeah. Um, although, my dumbass, who's like a history buff, did go the whole movie with him talking about Contras. I mean, like, oh, why have I never heard of Contras? And then, at the end, they go... Like, the Iran-Contra crisis happened two years later, and I was like, uh, I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, no, it's fun. It's short. It's good. Um, uh, really good cast. Jesse Plemons' character really didn't need to be in it. He's not in it enough. Yeah. But I love Jesse Plemons. Yeah, great. too. And uh, Caleb Landry-Jones, who burst on the scene last year, was another movie he's in from 2017.
0: That was really good. Um, David's least favorite actor for some reason, Caleb Landry-Jones. Yeah. He's. I don't get why David hates him. I don't know, but he's not here to defend himself. So David, you're wrong. Caleb CLJ is right. I mean, he was in like two of my top three movies last year. It's pretty cool. I mean, because he was in like a dozen good movies. He was last in three year. billboards. He was yeah. in
1: Get Out. He was in Florida Project. Oh, he was in my top three movies last year. <laughs> I forgot he was in. Uh, I feel like top movies. Oh, <laughs> the exact top three. <laughs> well, I forgot that he was in uh, Get Out. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then American Made too, which is no. No slouch of a film. Yeah. But no, it was real fun. Really good action. Tom Cruise is... Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. He's just really good at what he does. And the stunts are really good. Um, They're not like Mission Impossible style, but you know Tom Cruise is doing them and that makes them better. Yeah.
0: So did you watch any TV? Uh,
1: no. I've been blowing through West Wing for the fourth time. All right.
0: I'm almost... (laughs) Shut up. I'm almost (laughs) in season six now. I'm not as hardline as David about rewatching stuff, but like, I didn't even. I'm doing it on accident, man. I feel so
1: shitty about it because there's so much stuff I want to watch. No, no, I but get it. But like, I, I, I watch a set,
0: relieves the pain the first time and
1: the fiftieth time. <laughs> I tried to watch. I watched the first four episodes of Liberty Snickets, and I'm just like, I can't watch it. I need it on while I'm doing something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It is, it is. really that kind of show. Yeah, it is so twee and formulaic that like. Yeah, but it's 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 good at that. But I understand it. <sighs> And then The same thing with Lost in Space, yeah. Um, Lost in Space gets really good. Sweet, I'm, I'm excited.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching both of them. Yeah, it's just like when I go to bed or when I go outside and I'm like playing stone on my phone and I put my tablet on something I put it on my swing.
0: There's there is a an unexpected event that we were watching the epi- an episode and it happened and I looked over at Kelly and she was asleep and I've never been madder at her. <laughs> <laughs> because like I know that she'll be like no just tell me what happened and it's like oh but it was so good it was like really emotional how it happened nice and like I promise
1: not to sleep through it Chris <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the holding hands joke carries well over
0: the podcast waves it does but <laughs> only because people are going to be like why TJ get so loud all of a sudden <laughs> you leaned in real close to hold my hand That's what happens when sweat touches sweat <laughs> Uh, uh, but no, Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a interesting episode. Uh, we obviously don't have the, the ability to uh, talk about the historical Survivor context the way that Brent does. Right. Um, they're running out of time. All right, here's my theory.
1: So, uh, um, <laughs> I can't remember right now.
0: Chelsea. Chelsea went home. Chelsea yeah. went home. Which, you, 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 did you hear Brent's remarks about Chelsea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somehow it is... Like, someone figured it out. She has given the least amount of on-air time on, in confessional. <laughs> yeah. Like, of any other Survivor castaway ever. <laughs> she, she was due. Yeah.
1: No, Chelsea went home. Wendell was on the chopping block. Wendell is obviously a top two player. Yeah. With Dom. Uh, and then third place which used to be a clear Laurel I felt like is kinda I think it's still Laurel yeah Jonathan's up there I don't think he helped himself last week by playing batshit crazy at Tribal I, yeah I still don't know I was talking to Al about it and we I he said like he was obviously talking about being able to jump into like to vote with Wendell and Dom and I thought he was talking about to vote Wendell out and then I realized that just nobody knows what the fuck Dom or uh, Donathan was talking about.
0: Yeah, And, it, you know it's. I think there's there's a little bit of misdirection on Donathan's part, you know, because there has to be a tribal council. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it is the first that anyone had heard that anyone knew that there were cracks in all of the alliances. And I think that's all Donathan was trying to do. But uh, So, Al was, was saying the same thing. What are the
1: alliances? That's my thing. Like, it was the, the four girls saying, we can pull Donathan. Right. And the four dudes saying, well, the three dudes
0: saying, we've got Donathan, we've got Laurel. Right. So, both of them knew that they were cracking the other one. But it's also, I think it's also a bigger deal that Seabass flipped. Flipped off the Chelsea, because he, he wrote Chelsea's name down. Yeah, yeah, no. He, yeah, he I think that I think that that's a big pawn that moves to the to the you know king side of the board. Uh, that's I, not a phrase. But it <laughs> sounded really good. So good. Why you just, went with it? You should just edit that out. And see if it sticks. Nope. Fetch. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a different it's a one in. Fetch phrase.
1: <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I'm to the point now. You've got they're doing fire making. So once you get to five, is the last time you can vote somebody out. Then you get to four. Yeah. So, they've only got three more people they can control getting booted off. Right. That leaves Wendell or Diamond winning if they make it. Yes. They make it one of them happen. is winning. Right. If any, either or both of them are going, one of them too is winning. So, you've got three weeks to get off two people who both have immunity idols. Right. Who are now the best challenge players in the game.
0: Also, like Wendell's ability to like pump the brakes on using an idol is phenomenal. What the fuck? Every... Every tribal yeah. where he's been like, I don't feel good. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, it's 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 getting to the point where I think it's like a, a producer's hint that he's going to leave with it. I was but anyway, my, my, my thing now
1: is if I'm not Wendell or Diamond, I'm playing that game, I have to take both of them to the final with me and hope that it's like a four three three 3 3. Yeah. Because you, you cannot,
0: it's way too hard to get both of them out. Right. And if you just take one of them, you're getting. Swamp, you're getting killed. Especially like if you're Donathan, who they might see as weaker than he actually is. If you're Donathan and you can make it through, and you're with them, I think you could win that. Like with a better if you with like, percentage with both of them, but yeah, not with one of them because think. both both of them think that they're controlling the game, but they they I don't think they realize that if they're in the final three together. I mean, they, they did kind of talk about how like they have to come for each other eventually, um, but I, I don't think they really have put it together that their game is inseparable is that if there could be a pair of people who win survivor like when it got down to three people then like of course if the two of them are in it they should win 10-0 13-0 whatever the jury size right. is but like the moment that you add another person who has performed marginally well they should just win by for clarity's sake because right. all they're going to do is say well that was my idea that was my idea this was my move. This was my move. I got Chris out. Like I saved you from so and so. Like it's just like fucking bickering at that point. Yeah. So then you put someone like Laurel against the two of them, and it's like, oh, Laurel was a swing vote every time. Like, Dom and Wendell always had a plan, and Laurel was the one who made sure it worked. Same thing with like like Donathan. Right. <clears throat> I think so, that's the only is, thing I thought Donathan and fodder. Donathan may be doing, and this may be giving him too much
1: credit, but if he was. Talking out of his ass at Tribal to try to maybe to get Wendell to blow an idol. That's what Kelly thought he was. He was like, doing. "Let's see. I'm just going to say some crazy shit. Try to get idols played. Yeah. I don't care if they're played correctly or not. Right. If Chelsea has one. She plays it. Then Wendell
0: goes home. That's fine. Right. If or we won. revote.
1: It's not me. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm not going home tonight. That that was her. That was Kelly's thought. She thought that what what Jonathan was doing was raising the. Uh, the, the tension for Wendell so that Wendell played it so that they could at least get rid of one of the idols between Dom and Wendell. Maybe. And it may have been a loose yeah. like 2% shot, but like, I'm gonna do something to try to get... Yeah. And I also think, I mean, there's there's also a way that, like, <clears throat> like, Jeff's familiarity with what Donathan was saying makes me think that there's a lot that Donathan says about like, like just his, like, there's a lot like his, his candor Is something that I think we take for granted, only seeing it really show in a pivotal point this past episode, where it's like, where he's really the unhinged looking one, the way that Kellen was the previous week. Yeah. Like, but Donathan's known for that. Because Probst was like, well, Donathan, like, you're the person who always, you know, has truth bombs. And, like, I fucking hate the phrase truth bombs, but, like, they use it all the time in Survivor. Right. But, like, they co- they referred to Donathan's truth bombs, and, like, that corner in their truth bombs. I think it's just what he does, but it was just important this week. Yeah. Um, and I think they're I also like, with that. gearing up for next week, where it looks like Donathan might be in trouble. But yeah. also, like, props to fucking Donathan becoming, like, a threat in challenges. Yeah. It was, he was final two in that challenge. Yeah. Like, good
1: on him. Yeah, no. Family week's always fun too, or loved ones week, I guess. It
0: is. I really hated the impetuous bullshit out of Kellen. Fuck that. I was telling Sonar that. Like, what the hell? What do you, like, four people have to get left out. Right. They're getting left out no matter what. No matter if Wendell goes to go silent or not. Yeah. Like, why would the four of them go, we could spend the day with our loved ones and have that advantage and then also, like, give an advantage to somebody else? Why wouldn't the four of them, between them, one of them go, yes, we will hoard the advantage on the side of the people who the winner picked. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was telling Cassandra,
1: like, first off, me and Cassandra are very unemotional people when it comes to that kind of thing. And she would always be the when that would come. And I would totally fucking leave and go. Yeah. Like, you get a guaranteed advantage of the game.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. She got flown out by CBS to fucking Fiji.
1: Yeah. Dope. And she said, like, yeah, I'd be pissed if you didn't go. Yeah. And, I mean, I loved Wendell and his dad, though. Wendell was just like, we good, give him hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I told her
0: Sondra, as soon as Wendell's dad ran, I was like, look, Sandra it's cool dad. Yeah. Uh, I loved all the family members. Aunt Patty was great. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Patty was great. Uh, Dom's wife was the most Staten Island-ass Staten <laughs> Island woman I've ever seen. I was like, seen. oh my
1: god, it's just like episode one of Dom again. Like, Dom changed a little bit yeah. when she came out. I saw the hair, and I was like, they made
0: her. They had they phrased that up for. They phrased right? that hair up, man. Yeah. It looked, it was, it was great. I love family episode. It it, it brings back a little humanity to it all. It was weird, though. I thought it was maybe not uncharacteristic, but just like for a you know a, a, a novice like me, They're like the only person who was a, a, a loved one, like a married, uh, like a spouse, was was Dom. Everyone else was like brothers and sisters and fathers and aunts. I wonder if that's like if, they, if that's what they were trying for. I don't know if there's like. I don't no, you don't know about like kids or Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Right. There's also a young cast, so True. Who knows if that played into it? But yeah, Kellen's whole like like she she threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. And I just like nobody got time for that. Like we, we also last podcast we also said like they need a gun for her. Like she showed them at the beginning of this episode. She was like, Yeah, I threw votes at Laurel. She's like, You threw both at me? She's like, Yeah. She's like, Why'd you throw up both? And it's like, She didn't have a reason. No, nah, she,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, like, She's, she's like over emotional. Yeah.
0: She's, she's she's just so, such a loose cannon that, like, I really do think that Kellen is the next domino. Like, she has to be. But I also think that they're pretty confident that they can get rid of her whenever they feel like it. Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm Domin Wendell, especially now that Chelsea's gone. Because Chelsea was the person who Calum was in the era of... If
1: I'm Dom or Wendell, I probably just hope that one of them loses the fire challenge. The other one. Yeah. And I, I make sure Laurel and Donathan aren't sitting... Aren't in the final three. And then, if you're Dom and Wendell, I mean... Look at them. You, you think maybe it's, it's... I mean, I bet they both think they can win against the other one. They'd have it easier if the other one was gone. But it's also a guaranteed vote. Like... Yeah. Wendell's also just a badass at reading people, man. When Laurel was like on the fence, and he was like, "She didn't give me the eye contact she only gives me."
0: Yeah,
1: he was like, "It seemed like." I mean, you know, we we keep saying this, and we shouldn't because obviously, but editing aside, it seemed real quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but
0: a little breezy, breezy, breezy. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of news, and I'm kind of skimming off the top here. Uh, big news this week, and I know David's really broken up about it because it's one of his favorite shows. One of my favorites too. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is facing cancellation, as well as Last Man on Earth and The Mick. Um,
1: none of them were good. I checked the ratings just today
0: when I saw that. And the, Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine was like second to last on Fox. Yikes! It was real bad. And that's it's funny because like Brooklyn Nine Nine, Last Man on Earth, and The Mick are all like really kind of like critical darlings. There's like there's, I hate calling them highbrow because they're dumb comedies, but right. they are a little. The jokes are cultured. It's just so unfortunate whenever like a a a smarter comedy lands on Fox because it's just it feels like the formula. They like, are gonna They
1: are pretty confident um, that they're going to get picked up by
0: something. Hulu wants them. Netflix wants them. Yeah. Hollywood reporters saying that they don't know if that's really going to be real, but who, who knows? Right. Um, but
1: in a canceled show coming back, um, Fox has picked up Last Man Standing, which hit big news a year ago when it got canceled
0: because Tim Allen's a Republican. Wait, Fox picked up Last Man Standing? Yeah. Is Joel McHale on that show?
1: No, this is the Tim Allen show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Joel McHale was on it, too. I don't think so. Okay. Weird. I yeah. thought that was like... Like, confirmed, canceled. It got canceled
1: on ABC a wow. year ago. And Fox picked it up. Okay. I mean, double check me, because I saw... I, I mean, I've clicked on the link, and it was fox.com. Yeah, I
0: mean, um, whatever. But I want to make sure I, it I wasn't, like, you. some
1: crazy... Well, I mean, I didn't, like, super confirm it.
0: Yeah, renewed by Fox. Tim Allen excited for season seven. This show's fucking syndicated. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, really, I really don't give a shit about like television on like primetime like basic cable from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> unless it's like one of the few shows where we spend a lot of time talking about them which is just survivor right um, cool it's I mean it's a it's a story that the
1: it's this had some more of a political story than a TV story I'll say because yeah. that was that was the whole thing when it got booted because it was like number two on ABC it was number ABC's
0: number two rated show. Well, good. It's, it, yeah, and it's also keeping one of the Masterson siblings in work, not the bad one that we know of. Yeah, definitely not the one we know is bad, right? <laughs> but one who we don't know if he's bad. <laughs> um, but not not yeah. a ton else. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously news about like, uh, like, Infinity War breaking the opening weekend. Fucking damn down. Yeah. Just like, making tons, movie- tons of money. Um... Uh... Alright, so... Now we're gonna talk about what you should watch. Or what we recommend you should watch. It's just two of us. Uh... I don't know if you heard, but they let me kind of steamroll last week because it was a dumpster week. Oh, nice. Uh, um... But upcoming, we have... Deadpool 2! Uh... Oh shit! We also. <laughs> we, oh, I think I think
1: this I, that that's two. I think, I I think that's like
0: Wednesday or something. I shouldn't have left the Deadpool too. <laughs> no, nah, just save the middle one for last. Though. Uh We also have book club, uh, <laughs> starring Dan Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candice Bergen, Mary yeah. Steenberger. Andy and, Garcia, Craig, Craig T. C. Nelson, Don Johnson, Alicia Silverstone. Richard Dreyfus, Ed, Ed Bagley Jr. Wall Shop. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should go see Book Club. Is this like
1: a Woody Allen movie or something?
0: What? It's uh, Bill Holderman. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> I didn't click on his name right. Uh, and then your, your other choice this weekend <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, I remember the trailer for this, from the makers of Beverly Hill Chihuahua, <laughs> it's Show Dogs. Oh, uh, starring Stanley Tucci, Natasha Leone, Will Arnett, Alan Cumming, Gabrielle Iglesias and Shaquille O'Neal, and ludicrous, and ludicrous. <laughs> uh, Will Will Arnett, Will Arnett is the only human being Listening <laughs> to the cast. The rest, <laughs> <laughs> <those> people, are <laughs> you don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Tucci's a fucking animal. Yeah, I don't know what you talking about? But the rest play dogs who can talk. <laughs> Yeesh.
1: Uh <laughs> All right, so we were wrong about the opening weekend. All right, well, obviously, go see Deadpool 2.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's a uh, there's a consensus. I mean,
1: Book Club may be a sleeper.
0: Josh Brolin's going to be in two Marvel movies that make a billion dollars by the year's end. It's Deadpool 2 make more or less of Deadpool. More. You think? Formula says yes. Yeah, I mean, right. Uh... It's still the untitled Deadpool sequel, according to just watch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Deadpool 2's coming out. It looks funny. I don't know. I I keep seeing... I think Brent recently posted that he keeps seeing trailers for it and it keeps looking less and less good. But I keep seeing new trailers for it and I keep finding, like, them funnier. Because it's less of, like, Deadpool's, like, sticky sarcasm, break the fourth wall. Trailers are... Whatever trailers are anyway, they're done. Yeah.
1: They're not gonna... They never totally sell me on a movie. The third trailer
0: is never the breaking point for me. Yeah. I've already known. This also might be the the week of the new Keith Stanfield movie. No, it's not. It's not? No, it-
1: it's it's like in the summer. It's already Sundanced. Oh, okay. okay. It's called... Um, thanks for your time? Thanks
0: for your time. Yeah. Some, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But it's going to be great. Yep, go see Deadpool too. That's what we recommend. It'll be fun. Yeah, And uh, it's got a van from Atlanta in it. So, more connections to Donald Glover. Renaissance van. And for all you dumb movie people that say
1: only four movies come out a month, go see Show Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> For free.
0: Yeah, people who are like, I see 20 movies with MoviePass. I've been
1: trolling the MoviePass thing so hard on Facebook. And I never do that with those, like, 700 comment threads. Yeah. I just keep going and asking people if they were, like, would you sue Golden Corral if you ate all the food in the restaurant? <laughs> Do you think it means all-you-can-eat buffet all the food in the world is
0: yours? <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's also, like, something that I think like two weeks ago we covered it in Breezy. I think that he said that, that MoviePass is... has got ADD. Oh, I said that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah, so we're not going to cover MoviePass's, like, what people think the strategy is whether or not the we'll owner will tell, we'll tell you if like, stops being a good bankrupt deal. yeah because yeah. like that was a story like he says that he only has 150 million dollars and it takes them 32 million in the, in, in the red to run the company and so they're going to run out of money real soon it's like okay I'll believe it when it happens Yeah, when they cancel the movie pass and they go sorry here's the rest of your year back also like that's not how business works right. it's not that simple yeah people book losses on purpose you're right <laughs> anyway
1: Spotify's getting to run on a profit in its yeah. existence yeah so
0: I mean and it, nobody's bitching about Spotify <laughs> I mean Hulu just did an amazing deal with Spotify where it was nine ad for three months pay we don't work for any of these companies for, for three months <laughs> but pay, we're willing to pay 99 cents a month for like Hulu Prime no ads everything like massive package Hulu yeah and like subscribership numbers for Hulu went through the roof because yeah. they know A Hulu knows that after those three months, people are going to continue subscribing because they're invested in shows and because they market it well. And B, Spotify is getting enough money out of the the partnership that they're probably subsidizing part of Hulu's subscriber losses for those three months. Like, if MoviePass tried to do it with anyone other than fucking iHeartRadio... Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Philip, if you're listening, (laughs) you'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah.
1: All right, well, this has been Talking Talk, the podcast for com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to uh, visit us on our social media Twitter at themediabias, themediabias.com, and the Media Bias Facebook page. Uh, connect with us via email or our Facebook groups Movies by Us, TV by Us, Games by Us. Uh, want to thank the intro and outro musicians intro music provided as always by the Willow Walkers thanks Willow Walkers and outro music by Boo
0: we'll
1: let you know any shows that are upcoming by both of those fantastic acts yep
0: I think that's it thank you for listening thanks bye bye kicking rocks down old dusty roads small town slow pokes long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things